0: to Ridiculously Happy People cast. If you want to live more kindly, more confidently and more ridiculously happy, you are in the right place. I'm Sophia Lemon and I am here today with Nikki Yeo of the Ava
1: Solution. How are you, Nikki? I'm doing good. Some excitement over here. We um, just finished stage one of facelifting our main bathroom, uh, which was basically just paint and new light fixtures some new prints on the wall I'm especially excited about this one that's like black and white and it has two little piggies sitting in like old school wood lawn chairs I'm in love Um, so it's been a bit of a it took me probably like a week to two weeks to even do it and our bathroom is not big which is kind of sad but we realized really quickly that the projects I could do in like a day now take me weeks because of little little children in my way um so any either way it's a big win. and um stage two will be covering up the ugly porcelain tiles with like some super new modern vinyl. so i'm excited when we can reach that by another couple weeks it's my big that's update. exciting yeah <laughs> it looks so much better like immediately i was like oh i love it this is the best <laughs>
0: So is it just a facelift or are you putting any new storage in there or anything? Because small bathrooms can be a storage nightmare.
1: Yeah, it's difficult. And especially too, like our the bathroom at one point was redone. So it's, our second floor is like the slanted ceiling. So they cut out into the bathroom to put up a full wall. And like, you just lost so much space. So we're going to do like some wall shelves and things like that. But um, we're a little limited on the floor plan for good storage unfortunately old houses that sucks gotta love it yeah (laughs) old houses are
0: beautiful but also i really wonder how (laughs) yeah no storage and i wonder how some people get their furniture into them right
1: like our staircase is not large and i don't think we could even if we desperately wanted to get a king bed upstairs it just would not happen not possible. No, no. no. And <laughs> I've, no. I've,
0: I've seen those old houses that are just beautiful, and they look mm-hmm. like they have lots of space on the outside. But then, like you go upstairs, mm-hmm. and like it used to be three bedrooms, but they were three teeny tiny bedrooms, and they converted yep. one of the bedrooms into like a master bedroom, which, by the way, mm-hmm. has no ensuite because it's it's just. You couldn't fit one in there, so they like you took just down a do wall, it. and now it's one <laughs> enormous room. And the entire house is two bedrooms, and it's like, oh, that's okay.
1: literally my house. <laughs> yeah, that's so hard. That's tough. <laughs> mm-hmm. It definitely is. Not much room to grow. No, but beautiful. But beautiful. Yeah. With character. With exactly. Character. Speaking
0: of houses, um, we have a bunch of kids in the house right now (laughs) oh yeah so kevin's kids are with us right now which is fantastic Mm -hmm. and his daughter brought a friend with her who is very polite and which is great it's just (laughs) nice and so um his daughter and his daughter's friend were camping last night in the yard And they head out there and they're in the tent and everything. And uh, I get home and I go to bed and then it immediately starts thunderstorming. I'm like,
1: I wonder how long this is going to last, but they were still out there this morning. So. Oh, good. Well, yeah, I would not have lasted. I'm like, well, that's, that's a raindrop. So that's me. (laughs) There was a lot of excitement about it
0: last night because my parents are standing in the yard with one of their friends and, Kevin has set up the tent and Bruce is inside like what in the heck is going on (laughs) and so the girls go outside start heading towards the tent and Bruce is just like I don't for people who don't know Bruce is my dog who is a great Pyrenees mix and a great guardian dog but he's He's just standing at the door like I have to inspect what is going on right now outside (laughs) and so the girls get Halfway down the path to where the tent is and we let Bruce out and he's just be- beelines goes right past the girls gets up close to the tent does like one of these watch the YouTube video if you want to see what I'm doing. He's like, okay, no threat turns around comes running back to see my parents and my parents friend in the yard. He's like, hey, I have so many jobs, but there's so much stuff going on. Anyway,
1: that is so funny. Such a classic guardian dog. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> He's a sweetheart. Um, Mm -hmm. But yes, so there's
0: tons of people in in the house. And so I am at the Mm -hmm. studio, although I will probably be reporting all episodes from the studio because the internet sucks in the country. Mm -hmm. (laughs) How is your
1: internet access there? I'm pretty good. We're right in town in Midland. So I think there's like a Rogers Transformer right across the road from my house. So unless there's a, a big, big storm, we're usually pretty connected, which is nice. Well, that's excellent. Fortunate that way.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Friends of about le- in the country.
1: Sorry, oh, go no. ahead. And not and good it, internet in the country. We can't even get a hold of him on the phone half the time. <laughs> We're like, oh, well, he must be down in the bush. So that's what will call him next week.
0: <laughs> Is that because of the internet or because he just doesn't want to have his phone on?
1: <laughs> I think it's like a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. It's yeah. like a great excuse. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's awesome. For those who don't know, there were a bunch of fires in Canada, specifically Ontario, Quebec, Northern Ontario, Northern Quebec, which um, affected like this entire side of the continent. Um, And it wasn't so bad where we live um, in terms of smoke. Like we could definitely see it and every once in a while smell it. But I certainly noticed it when the Internet at home was not working. Uh, mm-hmm. Because we are on wireless internet, which requires, I don't know, laser beams and stuff, <laughs> certainly for the receiver to be in the direct line of sight of a tower. And uh, yeah, apparently smoke particles interfere with, I don't, yeah, weird stuff. And weird. I don't, Yeah, I don't ever want to stand near a tower again. But anyway, <laughs> wired internet is the best. <laughs> well we wanted to do a bit more of an introduction if you caught our first test episode preview of season one of the ridiculously happy people cast um we did a little bit of an overview of what this show is going to be about but we wanted to dive a little bit deeper in this episode into who we are how we came to be here and also what this whole ridiculously happy thing is because it's a thing and so we're going to explain it today but we're going to start <laughs> with some introductions for the two of us and we're going to start with nikki because awesome i don't i don't want to go first. it <laughs> fair enough
1: <laughs> um yeah, so my name is Nikki Yo. Um I'm a full-time stay-at-home mom, to two little girls, one and three. Um, also a wife and a full-time business owner of the AVIS Solution. I'm fortunate enough to be able to work with incredible people like you, Sophia, who keep me busy with variety of work, which keeps my days interesting as well as flexible enough that I can still show up for my kids in the way that I want to and the way that I need to. Ultimately, I'm an administrative support specialist, and I dedicate my... Career to making the lives of business owners easier and less stressful by hand, handling the tiny tasks that pile up and get in the way of um, business owners being able to scale their business and focus on all the actual tasks that they need to do without filing paperwork and dealing with the tedious stuff. Um, Ava, for me, came about as a bit of a necessity with the pandemic. Um, Sophia, you know my story a little bit. Um, I was on mat leave with my oldest daughter and the company that I was working for closed from stresses of the pandemic, which a lot of businesses dealt with and unfortunately had to do. Um, I went to a bunch of interviews coming off of my mat leave for jobs that just made me feel completely miserable. I had that constant like, barrage of comments like, oh, you have a daughter? Who's going to take care of her while you're working? Like, none of your business. That's who. <laughs> Thanks so much for asking. Um, it just... It was not. Wow. It was not great. Yeah, I, did, I was surprised I still have those comments in 2020, 2021. And you're not allowed
0: to ask allowed to. I was just going to say, I
1: don't think you're allowed to ask that. <laughs> no. It's, uh yeah, and I think my husband at the same time changed jobs a couple times. Same thing like pandemic stresses and did not get a single question about that. So that was frustrating for me, to say the least. Um, I left one really bad interview and they were like ready to give me the job on the spot and i was like "Mm, no there's got to be a better way to do this this is not gonna work um so i'd done my undergrad at the university of toronto with a major in english language and literature and uh, minors in history and in gender studies. So a lot, of, a lot of reading, a lot of writing, a lot of research going on there. Um, from there, I did a postgrad at Ryerson in publishing. And I spent about a decade jumping around in different professional industries, publishing, insurance, kind of everything in and out in between. And I realized how transferable those admin skills were and that a lot of people are not type A and really struggle (laughs) with maintaining their task lists and to do lists and need that extra nudge or um, support. And even just to be able to say, okay, you do this and I can focus on this stuff. Um, I was fortunate that this is, I guess, my silver lining with the pandemic, that virtual assistants really quickly emerged as this new burgeoning industry that people were realizing you could work from anywhere and you could work with anyone and you didn't have to hire full-time staff with benefits and paid vacation and paid sick days and all of these extra things that small business owners who are really just trying to meet their bottom line can't necessarily afford or don't need. Right. Um, so i was able to really niche in that way which was awesome and it helped me to settle my own fears of putting my 11 month old daughter into daycare in a worldwide lockdown pandemic that was scary for me as a first-time mom anyway um so being able to keep her home i could bring in still an income that matched what i was making before i went on mat leave which was very helpful um and then when I got pregnant with my second daughter, same thing, it was less of a concern that I didn't have to worry about, okay, what's going to happen next? This is a job that I already know I can do from home with my kids. And it was relaxing is almost a funny way of putting it. Like it just really took the stress away from me that it wasn't, okay, now what? I already had that plan and was was moving along pretty quickly. So it's a win-win for me. I'm heading into my third year in business um, with my business partner. And we've got some really big ideas that we're working on behind the scenes that we're super excited about. And I just am very grateful each day that I get to do what I do because not a lot of people have that luxury. Um, and then outside of working on my business and my clients businesses I'm generally crafting I'm a big crafter so I do a lot of knitting crocheting sewing Um, I also do a lot of cooking and baking and something that I've passed on to my oldest daughter who loves being in the kitchen with me and as she says uh, stir 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 (laughs) uh, (laughs) so we get some good uh, muffins and cookies baked up and then of course we couldn't be in the kitchen without a dance party so it's good times all around love the dance parties.
0: They're the best. <laughs> it's the best part. <laughs> my family makes fun of me for having Apple HomePods, like, everywhere in the house. Mm-hmm. And I will not dance in front of, like, human beings. But I will dance in front of the dogs, the cats, the birds.
1: Absolutely. Like,
0: <laughs> while I'm making some food, while I'm waiting for my computer to do something that is mm-hmm. zapping a whole lot of its... You know, memory, and it's running really slowly. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. We have a reasonably similar background in terms of school, (laughs) which is pretty entertaining. Reasonably. Reasonably. (laughs) And also, I am super grateful that you do what you do. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) It is remarkably difficult to find someone to work with that you trust to take over those behind the scenes things that you don't really need to be doing but like you want things Mm -hmm. to be happening like in your own brand voice and -hmm. all of that delightful stuff and it can be difficult to teach people um, how to do that but you naturally have a an upbeat personality, which is fantastic. And I have (laughs) looked into virtual assistants before. And when you look it up, it's always an agency and it's, you know, people working for the agency. And do you really know if that person's gonna be around for a long time or is that Mm -hmm. person doing that job for six months and then you're gonna be paired with someone else and um, yeah, it just didn't ever make sense for me. And then I met you.
1: Aww. (gasps) Thank goodness.
0: <laughs> Thank <laughs> you have, goodness. You have a very calming personality. Um, you handle phone calls like a champ. Whenever oh, well, I awesome. go to like put out a fire in quotation marks, um, which seems to have landed in my email, um, mm-hmm. I will sometimes respond and then I will look closer and see that you have already responded to them. And I'm like,
1: oh. <laughs> <sighs> check that off the list. <laughs> yes.
0: And also you leave very funny notes for me in some of my tasks, (laughs) which I love, (laughs) which is great because, um, while you and I are both in businesses that we love doing, there's always, always, always going to be components of running a business that you don't Mm -hmm. like. There's just Mm -hmm. always stuff that's not great that you don't want to deal with. So, um, yeah, it's. Way more fun to laugh about that stuff than to let it get you down. <laughs> Absolutely. And we will be talking a whole bunch about um, virtual assistants and how to find and hire and, you know, all of that delightful stuff in subsequent seasons. But was there anything else
1: that you wanted to add about yourself? You also have a dog. I feel like you should tell us about I do. your dog. do. I do have a dog. He's also a guardian dog. He's a Maremma sheep dog, which for most people don't know what he is. He looks very similar to a white retriever, um, mm-hmm. but he, temperament-wise, is essentially a Great Pyrenees. They're the same dogs, mm-hmm. just from different regions. Um, we are fortunate that he's a little bit smaller, so I don't have 140 pounds running at me. He's <laughs> <laughs> only 85 pounds. Um, but he, we got him... Um, about six months after he moved into our house. So he's coming up on five. Um, and he immediately imprinted on our kids as we brought them home each time from the hospital. Um, just kind of completely decides that they're now his flock and he's going to guard them. He follows them everywhere, sleeps right in front of their door at night. Um, he's very, very handsome, very loving, and a big, big suck. <laughs> um, and we... Uh, kind of funny about your camping backyard camping story we our daughter has a little play tent so we set it up in the backyard over the weekend and she wanted to camp out and then the rain came in so we did not but he just like set up shop right beside the tent and was not leaving until we all came in the house so he's very much um <laughs> a protector in that way but he's yeah he's he's great he's a big suck he's great seen it with them right now Oh, good. Pro- protecting them from grandma and grandpa. <laughs> yes, yes. Heaven forbid, eh?
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. And if you haven't said it already, what is his name?
1: His name is Kane. That's a good what one. I found out. It is a good one. I So my husband was not a dog person originally. And um, I had to do a lot of convincing to get him to even get on board with the dog. Um, he travels a lot for work. So I was like, listen, you can travel all you want but I need, I need a dog then. Like I need the company. Mm -hmm. I want the security. We live in a new town, whatever. Um, so that was, that won my, that won him over on my side. Um, but he got to choose the dog and he got to essentially pick the final name. So we narrowed down breeds. We did a lot of research. He was like, no, this is a dog I can take to work with me. He can come out in the bush with me. Like this is, this is the (laughs) dog. And I'm like, "Yep, he's, he's great. Let's do it um so then we're spitballing names like the night before we go to pick him up and uh i had like three or four lists and again he didn't want the dog so he gets the final say your dog your name whatever i just want a dog i don't care just give me the dog yeah. <laughs> so he picks Kane, and i'm like okay that's a super cool name i really like it like that's awesome perfect dog name short and sweet to the point perfect um well then we get him home we name him a couple of weeks later he lets it slide to me that it's he's actually named after a wwe wrestler from the 90s huh. <laughs>
0: like, of course
1: <laughs> awesome thank you so much <laughs> we were at the dog park one time and this guy around our age was like oh, like the wrestler and i'm like okay <laughs> so this is, a, this is a thing okay great and were you like what (laughs) yeah I was like what are you talking about so they had a good laugh I'm like oh pulled one over great but yeah for anyone
0: for anyone who was thinking about getting a dog I honestly strongly suggest the guardian dog breeds I have not had one um before Bruce I mean we had Mastiffs but they're Mm -hmm. a little bit more like just lazy um (laughs) Mm -hmm. but yeah the guardian dog breeds are super cool but you need Mm -hmm. to make sure that you're getting one with the right temperament because if you want to snuggle with them, there's like very specific ones that you have to get. And I had no idea. Like when we got Bruce, like he's the sweetheart and um, like we knew that he was going to be an independent dog and not not listen, but he doesn't listen. Um, And... (laughs) And all of that delightful stuff, but I did not realize how much of a big giant baby he would be until I was looking yeah. at just out of curiosity other guardian dog breeds, and they're all like, you know, aloof, standoffish, mm-hmm. like they are don't want to like snuggle with you or anything. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I look at the at the Pyrenees, and it's like lovey dovey, and I'm like, that yeah. is- <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's my dog. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. I so agree. I would. I've had other dogs before their dog breeds Mm -hmm. and I would never get anything other than a guardian going forward it's the it's a whole like it's a lot of work to train them I mean with Mm -hmm. any dog but they're like so they're so independent they make their own rules they're bred to like run their own show so like (laughs) it's a it's a power struggle for sure but once they're trained like it's the best dog I've ever had in my life like I like this dog walks himself off leash takes him if he gets Mm -hmm. out he takes himself for a lap of the block and then comes home (laughs) like there's It's the it's the funniest thing, yeah. No, they're incredible. He's also he's part Akbash, which is the the Ooh. guardian dog that's usually very standoffish and like yeah. indifferent to people. So we were a little nervous about that, but he's definitely more Maremma. So he just yeah, <laughs> love love to love.
0: Aww, that's so sweet. Okay. <laughs> I guess I should.
1: you share a little bit about
0: about me. <laughs> all right so i am sophia lemon i photograph ridiculously happy people hence the name of the podcast um and we will get to that in a little bit um, people ask me why i got into photography and the truth is in high school i was a giant nerd and i was building websites on like GeoCities and all that fun stuff if anyone remembers what in the heck that was <laughs> Um, And I was also extremely stubborn and I wanted to use photos, but I did not want to use other people's photos. So I had to learn how to take photos. And long story short, I liked it. I ended up going to college for photography at Fanshawe, two years, and then went, oh, I can't make a living doing this. So I went to Western for media information and technoculture and also studied women's studies so there's a little similar (laughs) miss so I was doing a minor in women's studies and then halfway through my second year I was like I cannot do any more school um (laughs) so so I finished my degree in um three years with my major in media information and technoculture and with just a whole bunch of women's studies classes (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So I started my business in 2010 when I was in university. And then when I graduated, I came home. I got a job at a local insurance company um, as their marketing coordinator. And it was fantastic because I mean, communications was a big part of my degree and I'm just fascinated by that stuff. So I like... Really took the reins on like updating their website, and their marketing was not handled well previously to me being there because they just didn't have someone in marketing, they just had staff who I guess would call the arena and ask for an ad on their boards, you know, like the boards around the ice rink, mm-hmm. so that sort of thing. Um, so it was, you know, putting a lot of effort into getting their um, marketing rolling. And about six months into being there, the president pulled me aside and said, we think you've done enough um, for like the marketing stuff. And we'd really like you to start answering phones. And okay, so Nikki's nodding. And I am not good at answering phones. Um, Nikki knows this because I do not answer the phone. If my phone rings, and I do not know exactly who is calling me, and exactly why they are calling me and I am ready to answer that phone call, meaning it is not Kevin or my mother, pretty much. <laughs> if my dad calls, I will answer. But <laughs> if it's not an immediate family member, I'm probably not gonna answer the phone. I'm gonna let it go to voicemail. <laughs> and then Nikki's gonna listen to and it. And I'm gonna and call tell what <laughs> it is. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I kind of answer the phone a little bit like, you know, like bring, bring, uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah so me answering phones was not great and while I was at that company also my photography business took a big hit so I was photographing a few weddings a season while I was in university and the number of weddings per year that I was photographing when I was working at the insurance company dropped significantly because guess what working eight thirty to five five days a week Takes up a lot of your time. And then outside of that, you might be a little bit tired. uh I, I was. So <laughs> crazy. Crazy. I thought it was. I thought it was amazing that I was like running errands on a Saturday. Like everyone looks so forward to their weekend. And then on Saturday, you're running errands because you need to catch up with all the stuff that you were doing through the mm-hmm. week. Huh. So I was having a conversation with one of my teachers from Fanshawe. His name is Petro. I used to have a podcast with him called Double Exposure Show. He's awesome. Um, so I was having a conversation with him about about working at this place and photography and blah, blah, and he said to me, Sophia, why can you not do photography full time? And I did not have a good answer for him. So I had to go into photography full time. So I left the insurance company and I went into photography full time. And that is how I got here. <laughs> awesome. So then we get into this whole ridiculously happy stuff i guess um and truthfully when i started my business i just it's just my name just sophia lemon it's not sophia lemon photography it's not photography by sophia lemon it's just sophia lemon then i had a tagline um i just made it up it was photography for ridiculously happy people and i slapped it on a logo of a camera with a lemon as the aperture in the middle of it. <laughs> and at some point I had my best friend from college, uh, Benjamin Edward, uh, paint it because he's an awesome graphic artist and painter. And I liked his stuff, so I had him paint it for me. Um, and I put it on to signs and stuff. I was going to trade shows and people would per- periodically stop and go, oh, ha, that's funny, I like that, that's cool. But what I have noticed as time has gone by is how much more sense the tagline and the logo makes for my business um, than it did when I originally created it. So I don't know, maybe I'm psychic or something. I'm not, but I basically made the perfect logo and tagline for me Um, and I guess I will try to explain why. So when I was in college, we had all sorts of classes on like, you know, how to present your business, blah, blah, blah. Like we were told by one of our teachers in your portfolio, show the photos of the most conventionally good looking people that you work with. Because those good looking people will make other people think that they can look that good looking if they work with you and i thought that was crap (laughs) i thought that was crap at the time and it is definitely still crap i can't believe that that was the advice that people gave um so i just don't believe that photography is about being picture perfect and i have noticed that a lot of photographers especially wedding photographers really position themselves as the elegant, luxurious, the black logo with the gold writing on it. Everything is clean and pristine, and I'm going to make your family look like you are the perfect family. And that is just not the reality of life. Life is messy and scary and sad and awful. And we can still be happy during all of those crummy moments in our lives you know like I work with a lot of parents with toddlers and I'm sure you can identify with this (laughs) Nikki you you have some of those (laughs) they come to shoots stressed out like super stressed because they are terrified of how their child is going to behave like they feel some sort of embarrassment about not being able to wrangle their child but that is like who their child is and early on i worked with a family in grimsby ontario and they're two-year-old and this was a great lesson for me Um, three hours of shooting they just wanted me to come over we were gonna hang out in their yard they were making dinner for their family and their two-year-old was just going to have free reign and do whatever the heck he wanted. And in the three hours that I was there, I think he threw three or four temper tantrums where he was screaming, crying, and would immediately go running to one of his parents for comfort. And I took lots of crying photos and learned that toddlers will cry for about five seconds and then they're done and they'll forget about it and go back to whatever they're doing. (laughs) So I included a bunch of those crying photos and the snuggling photos in the proofs that I sent along to them and a lot of what they ordered to put in their home were crying photos because that was just the reality of life.
1: Yep. No, it's just the case. And a lot of
0: (laughs) the women that I work with, for example, and we're going to talk about this in a later episode soon, um hate having their photo taken and usually hate having their photo taken because someone at some point told them that they are not photogenic, which is not the case ever. But if you're having a bad time with your photographer and feeling self conscious, um, you're not going to like your photos. But if you're Mm -hmm. having a good time, you know, like with your family and friends and laughing and having a hoot, like when was the last time you were laughing with your friends and your friend said to you, you look awful.
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) you need some new friends (laughs) yeah
0: exactly when you're having a good time you know everyone thinks that you look great like and so i've just found over the years as i have gotten wiser that this whole ridiculously happy thing makes a heck of a lot more sense that you know we're gonna go through some ridiculous ridiculousness in life and Mm -hmm. we can still be happy we can be realistic about our lives So I want to just give everyone a heads up that, again, Nikki and I are not experts in happiness. (laughs) No. (laughs) We are normal human beings. That would be nice. (laughs) We are normal human beings who deal with shit Mm -hmm. on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. So what is Ridiculously Happy then? So I have made some notes, and I'm just going to read them because I just cannot remember everything. So (laughs) Ridiculously Happy is inclusive, and that does not just mean by heritage, by sexual orientation, gender identity, body shape. It includes your self-esteem and that of your family, your financial status, all of that delightful stuff. Um, Really don't need anything to be ridiculously happy except self-awareness. Life is not perfect ever, um, life is messy, stressful, scary, sad, but we can be genuinely happy during all of that ridiculous crap. And I did wanna share one story for my clients because this is like one of, quite possibly, one of the funniest stories I have heard from one of the couples that I phot- photographed. And it's a long one, sort of. Um, I ask every couple for ridiculous stories of their time together because everyone has it um this story is about sarah and doug (laughs) and i've shared this story before on my website you know in videos and stuff but this is just awesome okay so basically sarah and doug met at the university of guelph and sarah was invited to a party in at doug's dorm building and she met him when she was sitting on his bed and he informed her that she was sitting on his bed and they had a wonderful conversation and they immediately hit it off. At least that's what Sarah says because a uh, Doug couldn't remember her name for the longest time. <laughs> <laughs> he thought she was super cute, but could not remember her name. So he was terrified to speak to her to the point that when we were doing their engagement photos at the university of Guelph, close to that dorm building, we're taking photos in this like big alleyway and we're just standing there. And Doug just goes, I hid in this alleyway once because I saw you. And I, I saw you and I was too afraid to talk to you. So I ran and hid in this alley and she goes, I <laughs> didn't know that. That is so cute. <laughs> it was flipping adorable. But that is not the ridiculous part of the story. <laughs> so after they graduated... They went on a grad trip together, super romantic grad trip to Thailand, Mm -hmm. and they were glamping in Laos, and while they're glamping in this, well, tent, like a nice tent, um, Sarah got up to go to the washroom at one point, and there was a scorpion near the toilet. Um, So Doug was all like, no, no, you cannot just go to the bathroom near a scorpion, and he stayed up all night with a flashlight, making sure that they were not attacked. (laughs) Scorpion. Okay. The ridiculous part is still coming. Very cute, yes. Very cute. (laughs) Gets better. (laughs) So the next day, they went on a river cruise, two-hour river cruise, to the, I'm going to pronounce all of this stuff totally wrong, by the way, but Mm. the Paku Caves, which is a super holy site. So these caves there's apparently thousands of Buddha statues. It is visited by just thousands of people. Possibly more than thousands. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> i have never been there. Um, okay. So as they are in this super holy Buddha like Buddhist cave with all these other tourists <laughs> this is when the sleep deprivation and the seasickness and the sunstroke hit Douglas. And right in front of an elderly Lao woman who was taking (laughs) donations for the caves, Doug proceeded to throw up all over the cave.
1: Oh, no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. They still got married. They still got married. (laughs) And what I love about this story in particular is that they just like when they talk about these things, like Doug not remembering her name for the longest time. Like they just laugh together. They're super cute. Like, just what are you gonna do? I threw up in a a holy
1: (laughs) place. That's like That's (laughs) life.
0: It is life! That
1: happens!
0: (laughs) Happens all the time. Oh my goodness. Nikki, what would you like to say about ridiculous happy? Ridiculously happy
1: stuff? I I love that. That it's like just such everyday stuff that leaves this impact like a story like that to anyone else is like oh my god this guy threw up everywhere what a mess but to them it's like of course of course this happened and like that's all you can do is just kind of laugh and it's i think it's the cutest um it makes but it it all makes for a great story right and i love (laughs) i love those little things those are probably my favorite um my little thing that happened last night was we have been Well, lovingly neglecting, we'll say, our vegetable garden this year because it's been a lot. Um, but we are in a really big harvest right now, which is awesome because now we're into August. Um, so last night we had a big chopped salad for dinner with um, peppers and tomatoes and cucumbers. And we did grilled green beans and grilled zucchinis and green onions. And almost every single thing was out of our garden, which was awesome. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So we're sitting there eating dinner and I'm like, look at this stuff that we grew. This is so cool. So it's a lot of work that goes into the planting and the tending of the garden. But then I got to eat a salad that I grew completely and went out. I was like, you know what? I want some beans in my salad. So I went out my back door and I picked greens beans out of my out of my garden and saw this ginormous zucchini, like literally this big on my zucchini plant, and got it going and it was it was awesome. Very exciting.
0: Just out of curiosity, do you guys have, like, a lot of
1: bees in your area right now? Um, not really. Like, no more than any other year. I don't think I've seen more than, like, maybe 10 all summer. Okay. Yeah. We have... The reason
0: I ask is because the farmers around where I live have been going to town with bringing in bees, Mm -hmm. and everything is just growing, like, mad, like the foliage is just intense this year (laughs) and my parents also have vegetable gardens and kevin pulled a beet out of the ground
1: the other day you ready for this Mm -hmm. that was this big that is crazy oh my god I thought like we are growing beets <laughs> as well, and we pulled some last week for dinner, and like they are the size of like small yams, like easily <laughs> like, and they were pretty. long, they were weird, and I'm, like that's a big oh, that beet, is but like that is huge. And our we do tomatoes every year because I do sauce in the fall, and we always have a good heart like crop of tomatoes, but the plants themselves this year are like. Yes. Just take around. Like they are ginormous. And like some of them are just like we've given up on trying to keep them propped up. So they're just basically tomato bushes at this point because I just yeah. think we can't hold them up any longer. It's crazy.
0: Are you going to have to make sauce?
1: Oh yes. Oh yes. I usually what I do is like as the Romas harvest, I freeze them and then I can do it all in one day as opposed to little bits at a time. So excellent. I collect them in bags in my deep freeze and then. Usually about, like, November, I'd spend a weekend boiling them all down and adding all my stuff and taste testing with my husband and my kids. Yeah. It's a process, (laughs) though. Like, it's delicious, but, like, what an ordeal to do it. I know. This is why
0: I don't make things. And also because whenever (laughs) I try to make anything like that, it just (laughs) doesn't turn out right. Like, Kevin and I tried to make hummus once, and I followed Mm. the instructions. And it didn't work <laughs> it didn't work at all and i'm fine with it because i make very good cookies and i can make nice. very That's good fo- potatoes yeah <laughs> <laughs> i can make like chicken and potatoes and stuff like that That i will survive about that good. stuff um, exactly. but yeah skill of and patience to make like the sauces and stuff is like impressive <laughs> it's a lot sometimes especially when you're teaching a child. Although if you are starting this young, like they'll be able to cook for you like in two years. That's which is what excellent. I'm thinking,
1: right? Yeah, exactly. I'm really, I'm setting myself up for ease down the line.
0: It's true. And also
1: <laughs> presumably like at some point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. <laughs> She'll be able to take care of herself eventually, which is great. That's exactly
0: what mm-hmm. I was going to say. At some point she's going to move out. And I really fear mm-hmm. for a lot
1: of people these days. Yeah. It's kids. I remember <laughs> when I went on my university tour and so I'm like seventeen ish and right from the get go they separated the parents and the students and the kid like Uh-oh. the kids. And they my mom told me afterwards, like they said all the parents down, they're like, Listen, like if your kids are not self sufficient, they have to be. You've got two months, like get your stuff in gear. Because wow. When we have issues, like, we are not calling to talk to you. We're calling to talk to your 18-year-old who's now an adult and in charge of their own education. And you're viewing the residence, and your kids can't even make box mac and cheese. And my mom said, like, this one mother started, like, sobbing because she's like, her son doesn't even know how to do laundry. So, and you're uh. like, well, you got two months. Like, it's go time, basically. And it's, it's, a, it's hard to think that, like, and I know people like that. I went to school with people like that. I know people now that, like... like don't have those life skills because someone always did it for them and it doesn't doesn't set you up for very good places it's hard it is true it is true yeah there's a lot
0: (laughs) there's a lot behind adulting and I have to be honest with you whenever I like do the dishes or do the laundry like there's like instant gratification like I'm Mm -hmm. an adult
1: Yeah, look what I just did. Check it out.
0: (laughs) Which I have been for a while, but still (laughs) doing the laundry really makes you feel like an adult. Now, the only thing I Mm -hmm. don't like about the laundry is you do it and then you fold all of it and you put it away only to immediately get it dirty dirty.
1: again. Yeah. Yeah. I struggle with that one, especially with the kids. I'm like, I just washed all of your clothes. Everything's put away. And now the hamper is full again. It's been two days. How does that happen? Like, I can't. (laughs) It's constant. Tiny socks to fold those. It's, it's a lot. Mm -hmm. Oh my
0: goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Kevin's kids are 13 and 14. And I mean, I I gotta be honest with you. I'm kind of glad that they're at this age where like when I came into their life, they had already transitioned into the period of wanting to wear the same clothes over and over and over and over again. So there wasn't Mm -hmm. like a lot of, you know, volume of clothing to wash now (laughs) you you do have to remind them that they should change and we should do the laundry but that (laughs) is an okay problem in my eyes Mm -hmm. yeah so i was just thinking maybe we should share um how we met since we haven't Mm. said that yet basically yeah we met we met in the same networking group. You know what is funny about this story? <laughs> um, I was actually born in Tiny Township. And yes, that is a place. Um, and yes, when I went to get my passport, the woman at the desk had questions. <laughs> nope, <that was> tiny. <laughs> because my birth certificate says place of birth. Tiny. Tiny. Um, <laughs> not Tiny Township, <laughs> just Tiny. <laughs> Um, so I was, I was born in tiny. I lived in a place called Coldwater. Yes, these are real places. <laughs> lived there for two years, moved to the Owen Sound area, which is where I am now. And a few years ago, met a guy who happened to live in tiny <laughs> and then ended up moving back there and was a part of a um, networking group called BNI, and we will talk about BNI and networking at some point in the future. Um, So I was a part of BNI and um, a member of a BNI chapter in Collingwood, and also um, a director consultant with a couple of other chapters, so where I just help them out. Um, And so one of my chapters was BNI Georgian Bay Achievers, which is in Midland, and that is where I met Nikki,
1: mm-hmm. who joined it was the like- chapter. <laughs> I did. And I think I remember my first meeting that I attended as a guest, you were on as director consultant, and it was almost like laughable in that you're advice for the chapter that week was to look at outsourcing and virtual assistants, and I was like <laughs> I am here as a guest as a virtual assistant <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was it had to be fade it was hilarious I was like I'm right here hi here. <laughs> goodness, That's I three. have arrived
0: <laughs> and I really, I really liked your vibe and then I was all like <laughs> I need help because I'm doing things that I don't need to do and mm-hmm. In Watt Sticky.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Big old halo sign right here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so we work together and That's it's awesome. fantastic. <laughs> it is. Oh
0: my goodness. Okay. What else do you want to share
1: today for this um, episode? Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good question. I. I feel like I always have like a million balls on in the air on the go. I try to um carve out like time in each day for myself. And I'm like, I'm going to do a project. And then my project is not a project that can be done in an hour. And then I deal with like the frustration of staying up until two o'clock in the morning to do a project that I don't need. No, to be doing. <laughs> don't do that. And then my kids are up all night and then they're up for the day at. Five thirty, 30 and it's yeah it's it's interesting it's interesting lack of my own personal time management skills when I do time management for everybody else <laughs> well that's how it works yeah <laughs>
0: you do all yeah. of the stuff for other people um and yeah. then you don't have time to do the stuff for yourself which is basically yeah. the premise for this entire podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> remember that whole self-awareness thing that I mentioned yes that (laughs) recognizing that you are the most important person in your life and Mm -hmm. you need to take care of yourself um, exactly pretty important
1: so in addition Mm
0: -hmm. to um nikki being a virtual assistant and myself being a photographer um i do have a lot of fun creating things for myself um such as uh, one of my favorite products for my photography clients is calendars because they get a calendar with like 12 pages of months with 12 photos on them and it's just delightful and they can keep them forever and write all over them and they're they're awesome or like cards I make cards for myself Nikki has some of them somewhere in her office there Mm -hmm. um thank you cards and condolence cards and just blank cards and all that fun stuff and I I'm also a giant nerd and create my own um, planners, like annual planners and templates and all that fun stuff, because that's just the dork that I am. Um, and all of these things I offer in an Etsy shop, which is ridiculously happy people. Surprise, surprise. Um, go and check that stuff out. Um, If you are interested in doing a little bit of self-care, maybe sending some gratitude to people, you know, showing a little bit more of yourself, your happiest moments throughout your home, or you want to get a little bit organized and like Nikki and um, put your own projects on your own calendar (laughs) and make sure that you do them. I really thought that you were going to say that when you had time to like work on one of your projects like i really thought you were gonna say and it wasn't it's not doesn't end up being a project um ends up being an app (laughs) (laughs) which is pretty much my life i have time to do something (laughs)
1: let's work
0: (laughs) now i do want to ask you what your ridiculously happy moment is and is it the
1: vegetables it is the vegetables vegetables for today yeah, that's and awesome. um my my daughters both of them but especially my three-year-old is a huge cucumber fan which I feel like most kids like cucumbers or I love cucumbers they're awesome so our cucumbers are a little straggly this year I don't know why we put them in a different place in our garden and I think they're not getting as much sun but that doesn't stop her she pulls them right off the vine and just oh, will no. go to town on a ginormous homegrown cucumber and she loves it she's like happiest kid in the world just walking around the yard with like a ginormous (laughs) cucumber just chomping away and I'm like well I guess that's lunch so perfect that works for me (laughs) that's (laughs) That's awesome awesome. so just seeing the crazy little things that she does or every day she wants to try she wants to go outside and check on the tomatoes and she'll take a cherry Mm -hmm. tomato which are quite large today (laughs) and she wants to try them she does not like tomatoes like okay. that's a hard no for her and no, I try, I try. Okay, go for it. And she pops it in her mouth and then she takes a bite and then it explodes in her mouth and instantly spitting it. Yeah. And she's like rubbing it off her tongue and like just losing it. And then she's got to go get another <laughs> cucumber and eat the cucumber to wash the tomato out of her mouth. And it's a whole, it's a whole thing, but she's just, she's a good sport. She's a good. Makes kind of turns the day around just seeing how silly she is and everything's all exciting for her which is awesome tomatoes tomatoes are a they're a powerful flavor yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: especially for kids i can understand kids not loving tomatoes now salsa does she like yeah. salsa because my goodness do i ever love salsa
1: <laughs> she loves a good pico not necessarily a salsa which i'm the same way i'm not like a jarred salsa kind of girl but i like a nice fresh <laughs> pico but you put some guac in front of her and she will eat the entire bowl avocado and chips is her jam (laughs) I would too yeah it's hard to say no right
0: there is a really good Mexican place in Owen Sound so if Mm -hmm. anyone is ever here check out Casero Kitchen Table they have the best burritos oh Mm. my goodness and try their sneaky things. they are gosh darn delicious so I posted to Instagram asking what everyone's ridiculously happy moment of the weekend was and I have a response from my mother <laughs> <laughs> love moms I know she's so supportive <laughs> <laughs> my mother says that her ridiculously happy moment of the weekend was family times together Aww, oh that's so sweet my brother and his wife came up from London with their daughter and their dog Mm -hmm. and their daughter is three and she is cute as heck and she Mm -hmm. is going to give them a run for their money (laughs) (laughs) but my mother got to take her to this enchanted forest and i'm not entirely sure what it is but it's basically a trail around here and there's carved trees and you can like there's like treasure chests and stuff where you can like open it up and like you can take something if you put something in it and Mm -hmm. i guess she just had a hoot of a time running around like a maniac and
1: that's That's awesome
0: (laughs) that's so much fun oh yeah for me last night i had a ball game and we (laughs) had eight people and in slow pitch you play with 10 on the field so Mm -hmm. that was a challenge (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, but i did hit a ball over the fence which is nice because that is my first home run of the season good for you
1: i still got it
0: that is my ridiculously happy moment (laughs) (laughs) i am not getting old even though i am i am sore (laughs) (laughs) paying for it today i'm sure we will talk about that in a coming episode all right Mm -hmm. um nikki where can people find you
1: i am on instagram and facebook at the ava solution and on the internet also at the Nice and easy, simple, all the same. Yeah. Ready and I'm waiting. Let say it again. Branding.
0: Um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Very fortunate.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Alright. And I am Sophia Lemon and I photograph ridiculously happy people. And you can find me on Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest and etsy either at my name sophia lemon or at ridiculously happy People. and if you know anyone who needs a little bit more sunshine in their day please share this podcast with them and also if you like what you've heard so far um please rate and review make sure that you have subscribed to the show And I also recommend that you check out the voice note option in our show notes uh, because you could leave us a little voice message and let us know what your ridiculously happy moment is. And maybe we will play it on the show. Who knows? Uh, Make sure that you're following us on Instagram so you can catch our updates there and let us know what your ridiculously happy moments are. What else do I have to mention?
1: (laughs) I think that's everything. (laughs) you. Excellent.
0: Well, thank you for listening, everyone. And we will see you next time.